Hello and welcome to And I'm All Set, a podcast brought to you by Magic Duck Productions. I am your host of the evening, Pyro, and joining me are my co-hosts, Minnie and Nazum. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Nice. I'm doing good, thank you. All right, so <laughs> today's episode, we are pretty much just going to be doing an introduction on exactly what to expect on future episodes, basically what the whole podcast will be about, introducing ourselves so you guys can, you know, be a little bit more familiar with who we are and what we're all about. We will also have a Q&A that will basically just be us asking each other a bunch of questions, you know, fun stuff. <laughs> so how how are you guys doing today you guys excited about the first episode of and i'm all set i'm very excited it's been a long time so i'm glad that finally here it is all the pieces are finally falling in place i know it's kind of weird because like we've been talking about this for so long and now here we are sitting down for the first time and actually making it happen recording our first episode season one episode one an american a canadian and a welshman walk into a podcast by the way Minnie, that's a genius title <laughs> thank you that makes a lot of sense i thought it was kind of cool how regionally we're really kind of spread out so Kind of different perspectives from different places. We're all in different countries. You're right. I know. And it's weird because technically you're only like four hours away from me. So, <laughs> but yet it's a different country. <laughs> it's a whole different world half the time. <laughs> right. Seems like it. Definitely, definitely seems like it. So <laughs> we've been talking about this podcast for quite some time. Um, it's It's been a lot of work on many. it's been a lot of work on all of us but yeah it's i'm i've been looking forward to this all day this is gonna be amazing and i've been so excited this last week i've been like ah all right so let's let's get into the meat and potatoes let's let's get to what to expect while expecting no what to expect in future <laughs> episodes and exactly what this podcast is going to be about well, just sorry just to start for a second here just on the back of your what to expect when you're expecting comment i would just like to add in that unless expressly dictated otherwise and i'm all set podcast does not speak or endorse any brand company or service talked about on the show Oh yeah, we're not backed by anybody. We we are so, free agents. <laughs> yes, at least so far for sponsorship opportunities. Yep, we do have an email which we'll be putting out <laughs> for you guys to reach out if somebody does want to sponsor us. So that's my plug of the evening. Continue. I'm our, sorry. Our our non plug plug. <laughs> our non plug plug. <laughs> So, all right. Brought to you by but what? <laughs> by but what? <laughs> that was an amazing night. So, in your own words, how would you describe And I'm All Set? Mini. 
Oh, I would describe it as the thoughts we have outside of gaming. Because primarily that's how majority of people get to know us and that's our separate entities, I guess, is, is within the gaming community and that's how we all met. Yeah. Um, so as to establish ourselves outside of that persona overall. Truth, yes. We we are very gaming oriented. That That is where we all met through a specific video game console. Which we will not mention because there we we are again we are not sponsored by 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 anybody by anybody and I don't feel like talking to a lawyer, um, <laughs> but yeah definitely I agree it's definitely to separate one of our many hobbies. We'll call it B Circle. Yes. So so basically we're we're going to be covering a wide variety of different topics. We're not going to paint ourselves into a corner and only talk about x y and z. We're talking about a to z. The whole yeah, kitten caboodle. Kitten caboodle. We'll Cuz I mean truth be told, we have the opportunity that we get fairly ridiculous on occasion. Oh yeah. So and we will no have really gets to hear the serious side. <laughs> yes, and we will have episodes that are just going to be completely off the rail um, and stupid and stupid, supremely We're, stupid. Yes. Um, <laughs> for instance, one of our uh, future plans is I created a game for us to to have a whole episode based around, um, and we'll talk more about exactly when that will happen the premiere of that is yes but basically it's called spit and swallow now yes i know i know what exactly what you're thinking about right now but let me explain so so it's just going to be us three in our beverage adult beverage of choice and we're going to ask each other questions and you can answer the question and that is the spit part of the title. And if you decide not to answer the question, you can swallow. And that is taking a shot. So obviously, <laughs> as the game goes on, things will get more interesting. And hopefully there'll be more spitting than there will be swallowing at that point in time. Which, in again, in different contexts, it's usually you want it the other way around. But that's neither <laughs> naughty all right so because you we've been hearing a lot of me and Minnie, we're gonna move over to nazoom yes let's make okay. him uncomfortable for a yes minute. We're, gonna, we're gonna make him uncomfortable and oh dear and we're gonna let him um introduce himself we're gonna let him uh-huh, kick you this get to off. go first yep. you know wow hey i did i Cheers. did the i did the i did the intro okay <laughs> and I've just been babbling. So, <laughs> so tell like us say, a little bit about yourself, who you are. Yes, tell us about you know. who you are, what you do. What makes Nizum okay. tick? Yes. What makes Nizum tick? Okay, that's a good question. Now, hi, I'm Nizum. I'm in my late 30s. We'll stick with that for now. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a lot more than gaming. I 
the last few years for me have been a bit tough. Prior to that, I had this amazing and almost kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I was all over the place. I was doing fun stuff. A lot of it orientated around sexual things and kink and so that's just one side of me but for me at this point in time i have been marred by vascular illness which has taken its toll on me um last summer i met an amazing person <clears throat> me um who introduced me to this whole kind of community took me in and yeah, it just showed me what it's like to be human again and, and to be a good friend and uh, and to You're not allowed to enjoy. make me cry on our first podcast. <laughs> and to enjoy the finer things. And outside of all of this, I do love music. I love film. Uh, I used to love traveling. I want to do more concerts and and I wouldn't do more festivals. That's just me. I w- I'm an outgoing person. So when people first meet me, I'm always shy, I'm reserved. It's because you're meeting me on the digital platform. And that was never, that was never my strongest skill set. But given the chance, and if you take time to get to know me, I am fiercely loyal, and I will always have you back. What about my front? <laughs> I'll take care well, of your front. Perfect. <laughs> <Deal>. <laughs> All right. I am um, okay. I would also like to add here: I love penguins. <laughs> yes, I love- huge fan of penguins over here. Like, is that like a sports team or like the actual animal? No, like the no, animal. No. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the penguin is my spirit animal. Um, goo for, we will not say that. If you do so, an internet So, fun search. story about Nazum. Fun story about Nazum is that he is very obsessed with penguins. And this Christmas just passed, he sent me a Christmas gift and a card. And everything was penguin themed. <laughs> Everything, the wrapping paper, the envelope, the card, <laughs> all penguins. I didn't get a Christmas I, gift. Did you guys know I, each other by Christmas? No, no I'm, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but now I'm Bellin. thinking about it. Um, I think we no. were just... You were just meeting. You hadn't yes. spoken yet. Yeah. But you had chatted. I was uh, in that place in London um, watching the streams. Mm. Getting lots of good desserts. Um, <laughs> yes, getting, getting all the desserts, desserts and fondled. And, uh, <laughs> Damn, I'm jealous. The keyword, uh, <laughs> uh, fondled, manhandled, however you would like to think, however you would like to put. You did get um, breakfast in bed. <laughs> so. Several times. Several um, times. <laughs> so, yeah, I do love penguins. Penguins, and also, <laughs> um, I used to 
be a snowboarder, but I've only ever been to one ski resort. So go figure that one out. I used to love indoor snowboarding. Um, there used to be this place that had fake real snow. And I used to make a weekend of it. Saturday would be snowboarding. Sunday would be X-rated activities, which <laughs> you'll come to learn about in the future. I'm sure it will come up. We'll, we'll have a whole episode. <laughs> on, yes, we on, do have an episode. We'll explore that in a future episode. Uh, quick, quick question though: How can how can snow be both fake and real at the same time? It's oh, made of... snow. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's made snow as opposed to precipitation. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool. In, so, so indoor snowboarding, I've never. I mean, I can't. I, yeah, I didn't think that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't it, know that it, was a thing either. I well, to be fair, I'm in Canada, Canada so <laughs> I constantly beg for you guys to send me snow. Like you talk so much about snow i'm like i need some in my life just send some my way please not a snowball like actual real snow well i mean i can pray really hard i guess to the snow gods or the snow queen as my daughter puts it snow queen i would really appreciate that all right nazum who do you want to pass the reins to Who's next? You know what? I am going to pass the reins over to you, Minnie. Yes, you are next. I'm going to go last. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am Laura, also known as Minnie. I'm the Canadian of the bunch. I have three kids and the exciting career of accounting. Um, I'm also really 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 shy when you first meet me although anyone listening to this currently along with my fellow hosts here are probably laughing on the inside um but it's true i am upon meeting me i will probably stare at the floor for a solid 45 minutes uh not really too much to know about me i got to know these guys through gaming i met pyro oh several years ago now Back in the days of, we'll call it, Shaken. (laughs) Um, Which was a streaming service uh, that we used to game on. Uh, And then this past summer, I met Nazum. And it's just become this very serendipitous, perfect, odd little relationship, friendship thing that we have going here. And it's evolved into this, which I could not be happier about. I think, don't know what else to say about myself. <laughs> I, I think I think it's safe to say the streaming service, seeing how it's not a thing anymore, right? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so it was Mixer. It's Mixer. We do not endorse <clears throat> or represent the brand or the company. Nope. Nor, um, nor are we influenced by their views. Or any of that jazz. Yeah, just to make that all perfectly clear, because right now we're still learning what we can and cannot say. Yeah. I think it's okay really to say anything. Yeah, free as long as we're As long as it's not defamatory. (laughs) Well, even, I mean, if it's true, you know. 
I mean, if it's true, absolutely. And I mean, we're probably going to get into that kind of stuff later on down the line because there are going to be things that we discuss um, that it's going to be impossible not to mention brands and companies and that kind of thing in the future. Um, but expect a legal disclaimer somewhere. Yeah, we'll get better at this. <laughs> yeah, we're rusty. We don't, well, not even rusty. We're Brand virgins. New. This is our. We're novices cherry popping experience here so bear with us um yeah i guess there's not really much to say about me otherwise that i mean some stuff will come out at a later date and time i'm sure but with that does anyone have anything to add i would like to share a little story about how me and you met or the first conversation we had okay which was over peach jam of all things <laughs> and it's been this it i, I actually i'll be i'll say that again. it was peach and cardamom jam yes and, and peaches have it, been a huge part of our friendship ever since it's been everywhere it has been in animal crossing it has been in whatever it's been text it's been messages in numbers, emojis <laughs> Everywhere, yeah, just, everywhere we go, it's, everywhere we go is just peaches. Somehow, peaches end up involved. It is the weirdest thing. <laughs> and I'd like to add, I, peaches come from a can, and they were put there <laughs> by a man. <laughs> I was half expecting you to break into song. <laughs> <laughs> and it pretty much just evolved from there, like over a conversation over peach and cardamom jam. And even yeah. at Christmas time, that penguin parcel had the penguin peach. parcel had a peach bath bomb in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peaches, yeah, just peaches <laughs> everywhere. Yes, that is a, a really funny part of our relationship. Is just somehow the representation of peaches and Care Bears. <laughs> peaches, Care Bears. <laughs> nice. I love peaches. Peaches are delicious. Yes. I've I've never had peach jam though. I will have to try and make sure I've got a batch made up and in Canada ready for June. Um because I can't send directly to you because you've got a free letter agency that doesn't like us but sending you food without jumping through wings of fire. Yeah, I mean, it's there's, there's, there are reasons, you know. Of course. He can send um, stuff here, no problem. <laughs> yep. Canada's not too worried about, you know, uh, indigenous fruit fly from Wales. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad horror movie. <laughs> you know, coming in and messing the with, indigenous their, fruit fly from with Wales. their ecosystem. Well, no, so, I mean, this is a small part of the reason why things are the way they are. Um, A long, long time ago, um, when things weren't as strict, the people were, or they could have been smuggled, you know, anything's possible. But we have, like, these areas that have been overgrown by some really invasive plants and you know that things start out very innocently and then next thing you know it's like overtaking like a pablo's hippos yes (laughs) 
<clears throat> Pablo's hippos is a very good uh, indication of that because he wanted hippos and had his own personal zoo. He brought two of them in. And when he was taken away, no one ever did anything about the hippos. And then they started breeding. And now they are a hazard. <laughs> Especially those Canadian house hippos. Oh my god, I want one of those so bad. <laughs> Canadian house hippo? Um, Have you never seen the Canadian house hippo commercial? No. I live eight, like, thousands of miles away from you both. Like, okay, I've never seen so we that. have, well, in it. Canada specifically, we have uh, something called Heritage Moments, and there are commercials that come up on the TV every once in a while, or at least they used to. I don't know if they still do. And they would give you, like, a brief one-minute clip about can Canada's history or some kind of well-being or self-well-being advertisement of some sort. And what they did was they created the house hippo and it was this whole commercial that was that looked legitimately real about these little hippos invading your house like mice and that they would build nests out of lint and stuff and you could usually tell they were around because you'll find footprints on the floor and peanut butter and all that sort of thing um and then the point of the ad itself was you almost believed it was real didn't you you know it's just as tell you not to believe everything you see on tv we were all so angry about it <laughs> because at that point on, everybody wanted a house hippo. <laughs> I will have to look it up and send it to you because oh, yeah. I do recommend it to anybody who has not seen the Canadian house hippo. I'm sure, you could you look it YouTube up? YouTube it, right? Yeah, you could YouTube it. It is on YouTube. Then don't you put it in your mouth? What the house hippo? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, no, it was another one, but it's uh, a song about not putting foreign objects in your mouth that it was meant to be for kids. <laughs> okay. Did not um... turn out that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> so there's these two blue fuzzy monsters with these googly eyes, and they're all like really adorable singing about how you shouldn't put it in your mouth <laughs> that's funny we have an american version um but it's definitely not geared for kids and instead of telling you not to put it in your mouth it's advocating to put it in a person's <laughs> mouth <laughs> their mother effing mouth to be exact yeah <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> Gotta love American music. All right, so I'm assuming I'm next now. Yes, it oh, is. These these Tyra's things are, are always hard, right? right? So, They're nerve wracking. Yeah. They're nerve wracking. Like you always know what you're gonna say until it's your turn, and then it's just blank. <laughs> and then you got and you guys just put me straight on the spot i was like okay it's the best icebreaker yeah tonight i am going to uh take my cues from pyro and minion nope i assume you go first but go for it pyro i will not oh it's take fine <clears throat> take all the time you need please <laughs> so no no, no I... hello my name is pyro 
No, that's not my real name, but I hate my real name, and we will not discuss my real name, so you'll know me as Pyro. I'm 37 years old. I'm a Leo. I like long walks on the beach. No, actually, I hate the beach. Sorry, you hate the beach. I, it's it's not that I hate the beach. All right, <laughs> this so is an I odd mean, thing to hate. <laughs> you know the whole body positive thing. You know I'm I was a hairy slob for the longest time, and I'm just really starting to take care of myself and pay attention to my body, and you know making it look nice to look at. So at one point in time, it wasn't very nice to look at. So the idea of Going to the beach and, you know, walking around with no shirt on, you know, if not, I was that guy that always had the shirt. And then by the end of the summer, I had a very pale skin shirt, also known as a farmer's tan. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I'm Pyro. I'm 37 years old. I I still feel like I like just graduated high school yesterday, but that was a very very long time ago um i years (laughs) as many had mentioned i met her um a few years ago on streaming on mixer i was i started streaming um video games back in 2016 um we started out on twitch i was with a uh, community uh streaming for a specific gaming company's community um, where I was able to meet lots of cool and interesting people. And I streamed for them on Twitch, and eventually moving over to Mixer. And I was with them f- uh, for about six years. And I think that ended either last year, right? Last year? Last last, uh, April. last Yeah, last spring. Last April. April 4th, to be exact. Um well. Yes. And then I kind of ventured off onto my own. Um, I am a father of three. Um, I am, uh, I was, I am married, I guess. Yes, yes, legally I am still married. Um, That's a whole story I don't think I'm ready to get into at this point in time. But uh, as it stands right now, I am a single parent taking care of a teenager the age of 19, and a younger teenager age of 13, and a little devil age 7. I love them very much. They drive me crazy, but hey, that's parenthood. Um, so, yep, uh, it's just me and them under under this roof. Um, and again, we'll, we'll dive into that at a later time. Um, that, that can be a whole episode for us to dive into that just uh just not ready for that conversation right now um but yeah uh i stream a lot because i can't go out and have a normal adult um (laughs) adult uh, (laughs) life so i stream and play video games and hang out with my friends that's my that's my bar night so that's what i do uh Ooh, these things are so hard. I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Right? Yeah. Uh, like I'm trying to think about things about myself. <laughs> I just recently started streaming on another platform um, for a mobile game. Um, I, um, I don't know if I can 
say it? Yeah, go for uh, it. So yeah, there's this mobile game called State of Survival. I started playing it a couple of months ago, and I really got addicted to it. Like, really got addicted to it. Um, and I discovered that they had their own streams inside the game. So I joined it, met this really cool streamer. Um, we started talking um, outside the streams and really got to know each other pretty well. Uh, made good friends within that community. And now, uh, because networking is amazing, I am now streaming on said platform. And they pay me, which boggles my mind. I do Which have is a real why job. you're allowed to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you actually do sort of speak for the brand or company. Yeah. I do have a normal job that I hate and I work in behavioral health. Um I'm not anything cool like a doc Excuse me, like a doctor or anything like that. I have a high school education. I call people in for overtime and that's it. <laughs> and that's <laughs> That I'm a glorified secretary, um, so yeah, uh, I be my um, my first <laughs> child was born when I was in high school. I was a senior at Cranston West High School when she was born. Um, I decided to not be a statistic and take off and be and be a scumbag basically instead i you know stopped communicating with any bad influences i had around me at the time started working multiple jobs work all night take care of my kid go to school rinse and repeat and i would sleep in most of my classes because i was not sleeping at night because if i was sleeping i wasn't making money so yeah now i'm here uh uh, doing a podcast with Minnie and Nizum. And Nizum, I met through Minnie. He would come in and join the streams and he would say hi and I would say hi back and we would communicate <laughs> that way. And then I remember uh, one day me and Minnie were going to play probably Fortnite. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about right. And she was just like, oh, Nizum's going to come join us. And I, I was so excited. I was like, yes, yeah. I'm finally going to get to, like, have actual words with Nizum and not just, you know, read his texts. Because <laughs> you know, it's not easy keeping up with chat and, you know, you, you miss things. And it's not a good way to actually have a formal conversation with people. I'm going to mute my mic a little bit from time to time to clear my throat. So that way, you know, the podcast listeners aren't getting unwanted ASMR <laughs> of me clearing my throat. Um, and how me and Minnie met, like I've seen her like going back to like, you know, streaming and stuff. She would pop in and out of chat and I would see her in the community discord. And, you know, she joined my discord at some point in time. And I think that was due to Wombat. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. And, you know, just basic. Is either Wombat or Frog? I can't remember which one. Uh, I think I think Wombat. I think, I think Wombat. Wombat. Yeah. Because um, <clears throat> Frog was like, you know, my sidekick. <laughs> and at that time, if I wasn't around, he wasn't around. That That didn't, he didn't start really doing his own thing until other aspects of sucky business began. Um, ah, right. <clears throat> right? 
Um, yeah, and so I was going through a lot. You know, the past few years have been a roller coaster. Um, shit, my whole life has been a roller coaster. Let's let's be honest. Um, um, I could probably write fifty books on my story, my memoir. My memoir, if it was on VHS tape, would be like the Titanic, except it would be on like four VHS tapes instead of just two. Um, but I was struggling. I was going through a breakup. We'll just say what it was. I, I was going through a breakup, and I I don't even remember exactly what compelled me to reach out to you, but I did. Oh, I think because you were sick and you were MIA for a little bit. And I think Wombat had said something. So, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was gone for a while. And uh, I just, I remember opening my messages one day and on like Twitter and Facebook and Twitch and basically anywhere that you could get a hold of a person, you would try to get a hold of me. I was like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> so I had messaged you back later that day. Yep. And I was I was also going through some stuff. I was not in a good state of mind and <clears throat> many really 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 um helped me find light in the dark. We'll just say it like that. You know. And we've just became really really extremely good friends. You know, in fact, I, I would classify her as one of my very, very best friends. The Zoom, too. I don't, I don't want it to make it seem like the Zoom no, is being no, left I, out. You know, I, I have a very small circle of people who I consider, you know, like, as close as you guys. You know, that, oh, you know, Frog is included. So if you're listening, Frog, I love you, too, boo-boo. <laughs> but you guys are my best friends, you know, and in that circle, I'm letting, you know, some more people in and stuff like um, my friend from State of Survival, fellow streamer. She's, you know, we've only known each other a few months and she's already has no idea how much she's changed my life in such a small, small span of time. Um, so... Uh, I will thank her for that. Well, I, actually, I thank her a lot for that, and she's probably getting annoyed by all the thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I have a lot of gratitude. And that's it. And now I'm here, and I'm all set. I think it's pretty um, safe to say that the three of us getting to know each other, meet each other, has been fairly life-changing upon itself overall agreed Um, quality of life has been so much better with you guys in it yeah like you were saying many many helped you uh, out of the dark place i was in exactly the same place last summer um and many did the same for me and back when i met Met you probably when we first game. I was just, I just come out of, uh, I just come out of surgery. I was in recovery at that point in time. So, 
we started gaming and yeah it's all of this everything this whole chance encounter like me me, me and mini me me and you you meet in your friend from state of survival everything happens for a reason i believe like i don't think anything is just we were all meant to be here now in this place like it's the universe putting all the pieces together because we've all been we've all had a tough tough couple of years tough few years mm-hmm. put covid aside like the personal stuff we've all had to endure and the universe finally decided to just stop shitting on us for just that brief moment and bring us together yeah absolutely so. oh yeah definitely and then it's just been it's been a whirlwind sense but in a good way you know like, in a very good way been, i wouldn't give it up for anything no definitely not it, like i feel Never. like i've been circling the drain for a very long time and all of a sudden it was just like the waters got calm and a yacht came out of nowhere to save the day <laughs> You know, like things have been really going very well and it's life is weird, you know, it is. It's so very weird. You know, but it's one of those things that sometimes you find the brightest lights in the darkest places. Yes. You know, and it's just like, that's why it's important, you know, no matter how down on your luck you may feel, how in much despair Um, how lost you might be and you'll have moments where you you don't think you know anything's going to change and that you're just always going to be where you are just know from experience that is not the case and if you are having problems with and struggling please contact your local center for mental health yes you know, and a lot of people, like you see, to going into that briefly, um, you see a lot of people talking about like going to the gym, watching what they eat, and you know, New Year's resolutions. I want to get hot girl summer ready. Um, mm-hmm. But what what we always fail to realize is mental health is just as important as your physical health and. You know, if not even more so, because without mental health, none of it runs. Nope. None of it runs. Nope. You know, one hand you know, is the other. I don't think that there's anyone here as well that hasn't been affected, if not directly, then with someone close to them with some form of mental illness. So definitely. Yep. It's important to keep in mind that you don't know what other people's struggles are. You know, and, that, and that's part of the things that like I've been working on myself, you know, I'm, I'm not a saint. I'm not perfect. Uh, sometimes, you know, I could be an asshole and I'm, I'm, we all can, you know? Um, but during the times where like I was struggling and just, I was trying to refine myself basically, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially cause being a part of that community, um, there's just so much pressure that is put on to everybody for, you know excellence and being proper yeah <clears throat> the false persona side of things yes and you know like 
I like being like nice to people. You know. Well, we're very nice and proper people. Like we're not people who are just going to go out and be no. assholes for no reason whatsoever. But at the same point, at the same, we're point. very far from conventional. Oh, definitely um, far from conventional. A lot more of that will come out as we yeah. go on. We're actually very vulgar, very vulgar, <laughs> perverted, <laughs> ridiculous people. Don't mm-hmm. fool yourselves. Well, and that's and that's what and that's what I, I was get getting to about like finding myself like mm-hmm. i like growing up i always struggled with fitting in um oh same other people's expectations on on my narrative i guess you know because mm-hmm. like, i'm a male and there's a lot of discussions about certain things and like how um what makes a male a male you know yeah and I just, I just never felt like, like I fit in anywhere, you know? Well, I grew up in a very traditional household, um, very strict Catholic family. So I understand kind of where that comes from because I, I came from the family that I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons. I wasn't allowed to go out and play with my friends on a Sunday. Um, I had to take dance and ballet and, uh, piano and all of that stuff. And the expectation that I was going to be raised a proper lady. Yeah. And what? And that doesn't fit to the narrative of what, like, if you think back to our generation, because we're all pretty much the exact same age here. 80s, born, 90s raised. Yeah. I think about being brought up in the mindset of a prim proper individual in the 90s. Yep. It just, it did not work. So and I really had a hard time kind spe- of fitting yeah. in and finding my place too. Yeah, especially meshing in with the age of, you know, teenagers and their own social hierarchies and expectations. With Well, them. when I got to being a teenager, my life changed a lot. Yeah. Um, I had the fun experience of going through puberty very early. Um, so by the time I got to high school... I was pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. So I was uh, fairly well known. We'll go with that. Um, so that was, but th- in that case, when you come out of that shell of being so socially dictated and behaviorally dictated through your entire dev- developmental period of your life, and then you're put into high school where that completely changes. Yeah, see, for um, me, it was the opposite. If, to say I rebelled in high school is the understatement of the century. I still, to this day, hold the suspension record at Holy Cross Secondary School. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was expelled, so. <laughs> that will be an episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was expelled. See, I had... Oh, go ahead. No. No, go ahead. Okay, so I grew up I, I'm Asian Pakistani um, and I grew up in a Muslim household so for me for me if you don't was, know what strict is <laughs> if you don't know what strict is like what many saying that like pretty much it's not just a Sunday it was my my high school that I went to 
was on the other side of town. I wasn't allowed to go see, hang out with my friends on the weekend. I was working for my family, for my father's business on the weekends. In the summer holidays, I was sent off to Pakistan for like six weeks uh, to see family out there, like out of the way, out of trouble, all of that stuff. So for me, I started going off the rails when I was in college. I had my first Big Mac in college. I took my first, um, I, I got high for the first time in college. I had my first sip of alcohol when I was in in college. Uh, so college being 16 to 18 for us, not university. Okay. Um, so that kind of period. And then 18 onwards is when I completely went off the rails. Um, all of this stuff will eventually come out in favorite episodes and as we kind of start getting into stuff. But um, yeah, like I went from, I went from having been the, like not being allowed to do anything to literally being the kid in the sweet shop. Like I, yeah, it just blew my mind. Um, you took the world of is your oyster thing a little too literally, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and it Zoom yeah. liked his oysters. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Eddie's never gone back since. And, yeah, there was, um, like, that, that period in school, I never fitted in with anyone. Like, I, and it's one of the reasons why I struggle now to make friends it's because I it's it's hard for me to just out in public, that's fine. Like I I'll put the charm on, but when I'm online, I don't know what where where to start from and like making a connection with people is a million times harder. But it seems that way. So the friends I have, I appreciate them because give me a chance that's all people need sometimes it's just a chance and it's yeah. up to them to decide what they'll do with with that chance oof all over yeah see for me <clears throat> it was quite the opposite i have to say i had a lot of freedom as you know a youth um even as a little kid like my parents really didn't care what I watched, the music that I listened to. Not that I had a preference, really. I had no choice but to listen to whatever my brother was listening to. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, like I watched The Simpsons. I watched everything. Probably Beavis and Butthead. Like, they just had a rule. Like, you know, you have to know the difference between you know, reality and fiction. And I did, like, you know. No, oh, no. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I I can't really say my, my parents were definitely not strict, you know. They were very laid back. Um, both my parents grew up in the projects, um, the huge families, you know, 11 aunts and uncles on one side, and I think 10 on the other side. I can't I count. Big but, yeah, so, and then they have kids. I have tons of cousins. Like, well, I have a huge family. 
So, yeah, it's that's funny, not funny, but you know, interesting hearing about like how you guys were raised, and even even when it came to like middle school, I got you know my parents wanted me outside, get out of the house, you know, <laughs> be back when the street lights c- come on, and you know, and that was it. And then whatever happened while I was out, as long as the cops you know, didn't call them or show up at the door or escorted us. There were no problems, you know, and I was a nerd too. So I got beat up a lot, you know, until like my uncle and was just like, no, you, you, you need to learn how to defend yourself. And then that's a whole nother story. But yeah, my, eventually my mom started going to school, working a ton of jobs. My dad had tried he, we'll just say he tried, you know, um, and his thing was coming home from work, open a beer and watching soap operas. Very interesting. Weird. Combination. Yeah, right. His soap opera of choice back in the day was a soap opera called Passions. Um, oh, my God. I yeah. used to watch Passions. Right. And he would he would drink his Budweiser and and he would just pass out in the recliner, and then that was it. He would wake up, make dinner, and rinse and repeat. But, I mean, soap operas weren't on at that time, so we'd watch, I don't know, Inside Edition or Entertainment Tonight. I don't know, something silly. Real-life soap operas. <laughs> you know, so, but me and my brother were always out and, ab- out and about, either riding our bikes or skateboarding. or. Uh, yeah, my parents had us booked up pretty much every every day of the week doing something. Nope, homework. Um, as long as homework was done, we got to do whatever we wanted. Yeah, no, this is just, we, we were on a really strict schedule. And, like, even growing up, I wasn't allowed to wear tank tops. I would show, like, my bra strap. Like, this is how strict my parents, I know, because he wouldn't think about it knowing me now. Um, <laughs> my mom would just say, you're going to look like an idiot, but go ahead. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was you should have uh <laughs> yeah. the day i came home with my first non-parental approved piercing Ooh. i'm pretty sure the noise from the screaming that came from that incident is still reverberating throughout and, the and universe how old were you when you came home with your with i your was 15 ah, i was 15 okay. with a hole through my tongue and my dad lost his mind uh, see yeah i wasn't allowed my mom was just like you're not putting any holes in your face when you're living in my well, my my dad said the same thing yeah um, but I so he got really really <laughs> pissed imagine how much more angry he would have been if he figured i wasn't a virgin by that point yeah <laughs> you know parents can be freaking scary i was deathly afraid of my mom too so i tried not to like you know do too much craziness like well my dad he was he was raised in a military family and was military himself Mm. um so that strictness when it came down it came down with a fierceness oh yeah my mom uh i will say this uh she would beat my ass um if i was out of line like and she has this method of uh what's at reach and what mm-hmm. that what that means is when she's pissed off at the time, my ass is being beat by anything within reach. So. Yeah, I know that one well. <laughs> my mom broke a ruler over me. Yeah. And you know, we tell people this like when me and my brother talk about like the wrath <laughs> my, the wrath of mom. My mom 
I beat up my sister with a bag of bread. With the bag the of bread. Of the <laughs> and then in made the... French toast. <laughs> no, it was in the middle of the A&P. Which what? is a grocery store we used to have here. <laughs> I don't know why that just made me remember that. Well, I mean, how can you forget watching your parent beat your sibling up with a loaf of bread? I mean, I... In the matter of the supermarket, nonetheless. See, for us, we knew we were in trouble when my mom would look look at us and she would, you know, she would start talking. Then her eyes would get bigger and bigger. And then, oh, yes. <laughs> and then slowly her tongue would slip out of her mouth between her clenched teeth. And, mm -hmm. and she, her face would be in like a scowl. like Egh. And then like she'd just start screaming. And once that tongue... When, but when she started biting that tongue and it was hanging out of her mouth, we knew we were screwed. Like, <laughs> you better run. And, like, I'd have friends over and she don't care. She was just, like, she would just start chasing us around the house and beating our ass. And then she would look at our friends and she would, like, if, <laughs> try it. I'll beat your ass, too. <laughs> In fact, get the F out of my house. <laughs> like... All right, I you think see, with my, that, that leads us... Oh, sorry, can I zoom? I was, Go ahead. I was just going to say, my dad's got the look. And it's one of those things that was never, ever in public. But whether it was... Oh, it's always... It was always a case of, you've done something wrong. You get the look first, and you will get that look at every opportunity given. Like, you're, when we get home, you're getting the belt in. You're getting yep. the belt, and you're getting <laughs> that the is slap, a look I know well. Yes. And, but my mum my would always be the silent type like you know what you piss me off and that's it and and yeah she would she wouldn't go to the the extremes but yep all too well of you know being an 80s child growing up in the 90s you know beatings were fairly common pretty much all around the world at that point in time things that you can't really do in this day and age now Oh, yeah. yeah. To uh, discipline your children. Not with like them, you know. Not with interference sins. otherwise from oh, other yeah. my sources. Daughter's, my daughter's very smart. She'd be like, go ahead, hit me. And then I'll go to school. And then I'll tell the teacher. And then they'll take you away. And I would just look <laughs> at her and I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And then I'm like, free vacation. <laughs> and with that we're gonna lead into our next segment because we're trying to move it along here um and what this is is that we've all come up with a series of questions to ask one another that are like not as simplistic as what's your favorite color no it's more involved than that um oh we were supposed to prepare these questions was I supposed to submit them to you guys first so they could be approved? Did you not read the memo? <laughs> no. I, see, I did read the memo, but I... I okay, so we have pre-prepared questions. Things. Pyro's going to wing it off the seat of his pants, uh, apparently, uh, which it wouldn't be Pyro if he didn't. It, but that's it, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's just how I do things. So I think the best way to do it is to be one, one, and one and keep rotating it that way just in case we do run out of time. Because uh, let's face it, there are several of us that tend to get long-winded on occasion. Pyro. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, and I know, no, we're I, all bad for it. I, I like winging things, it. but I, I will just say this. If somebody chose to pick up their goddamn cell phone 
and recorded my speech at my mom's wedding, you will see why I prefer to just, you know, I, I gave it a beautiful, amazing speech. And it, it, I, it was all coming out of my ass. Like, it was all on <laughs> spur of the moment as it just came to my brain and I just let it come out my mouth. And it was, a you know, standing ovation. But not one asshole in that wedding decided, hey, it's a speech. Let's record it. So, Aww. yeah. Question okay, time. Okay, so we're going to start again, I guess, with the flow. We're going to start with Nazum. Yes. Since he stared at us off the last time. Yep, throwing, throwing him off the plane. Let's go. Okay, no, I've got, I've, I have a bunch of questions pre-planned. So, first question. What's the most adventurous thing you have ever done that has had a major impact on your life? Who? Well, we both I have will. to answer. All right. So, many you go first. Uh, the most adventurous thing that I've ever done that's had the biggest impact on my life. Um, motherhood. Yep. <laughs> having uh, having my kids. I had my first kid when I was 23, which, I mean, not being a teenager, but not being very experienced either. It's super early to have a kid. And... Uh, Really, that was the moment that kind of turned my entire life around from, you know, living in excess, I guess we'll say, <laughs> to, you know, I have to buckle down, I have to finish my education, I have to get my degree, I have to start working, I have to actually be a person now. And it wasn't until I made another person that I became a person, so I would definitely have to say motherhood. Yeah, that, see, that's for me. Um, there's many different things I could say here. Um, my whole life has been adventurous. Um, it's there's never been a dull moment in in my existence, uh, whether it be entertainingly good or you know depressingly depressing. Um, but I will definitely say the most adventurous thing that I've done in my life is be a dad you know um i was 17 when i found out i was going to be a dad my birthday's in august my oldest was born in october so um, i was 17 when i found out and i had just turned 18 like two months before she was born and i was in 12th grade when when my daughter uh, was born and i was i wasn't exactly a good teenager um, myself. Like on the surface at home, I was quiet. Always seemed like I stayed out of trouble. I, you know, there were moments as a teenager, yeah, the cops were called and my, you know, my mom had a moment to beat my ass. But other than that, like I was, you know, my mom has this memory of me always being in my bedroom and just being locked away, which definitely was not how I lived my life. I was always out with my friends, didn't hang out with the best people, getting high, getting drunk, um, doing things that, you know, teenagers did in the 90s, but you weren't supposed to do, you know? Um, That's what I meant by living in excess. <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> I was heading in the wrong direction. 
I was doing a lot of stuff that most kids my age at the time were not doing. Um, but again, I was with the wrong people. But once I became a dad, like that moment I found out I was going to be a dad, I stopped hanging out with those people. I kept a very small group of friends um, who would, you know, I don't want to say benefit me, but um, they they were better uh, role models, I guess, you know, better influences. There was support. Yeah, and and they were a much better influence on my life versus, you know, the majority of the people I was surrounding myself with. So I made a conscious Mm -hmm. decision, cut them out change my whole life and do what I had to do for this human being that I would be solely responsible for. Started working, first job, Chuck E. Cheese. Worked at a daycare for a gym, uh, Burger King, uh, a lot of warehouse jobs, markets. I was always hustling, always hustling for that cash. And then I would wake up, if I did get a chance to sleep, go to school, take care of my kid, rinse and repeat. I've been living on my own since I was 17, you know, away from my parents. Yeah, I know that one too well, too. I got thrown out when I was 16. <laughs> yep. So definitely being a parent was definitely the most adventurous thing I've ever done, especially when my oldest became a teenager. You know, she's 19 now. She's going to be uh, she's going to be 20 in October. Yeah. So it's it's definitely been an experience. And then outside of that, just streaming, I guess, is would be my next adventurous thing. But we'll get in that just, you know. More interestingly, I love, interestingly enough, just because <clears throat> I thought that flew into my head. Um, when I was 16 and I was thrown out, uh, the other day you guys were introduced to TJ. Mm -hmm. It was, it was his mom that took me in when I got thrown out. That's cool. So. That's that's awesome. (laughs) It's nice that there was someone there to be able to walk to this day i still call her mom <laughs> to this day i still call her mom i went over and painted her basement a few years ago <laughs> i mean how, how can in, you say no that's exactly <laughs> in my opinion i owe her everything so uh yeah so she when she was she put out on facebook that she needed someone to help paint her basement and i was like okay i'm in so i went over and painted her basement <laughs> Okay, Nazum, you get to answer your own question now. Okay, so I am not a father. As far as I'm aware, no woman has come forward and has said to me, oh, this thing is yours. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now this podcast blows up and they're all going to come out of the woodwork. (laughs) And now it's your responsibility. I am done. No one's come and done that. If they did, you know, I would be, I'm an honorable person. I'm a man of integrity. I would. As for man DNA tests. And <laughs> <laughs> mm, That's yes, how that works. Then... You ask for the DNA test first. 
<laughs> yes, and then I would become responsible. But for me, biggest uh, oh, the most adventurous thing that's had the most impact on my life back at university, I uh, I halls of residence had a bar, and one night we were just sat there, a group of us just talking and we're talking about there was this little alternative magazine and we're talking about fetish models and I was just this guy just randomly come there I was like okay I know all of this stuff and we were just having this conversation and eventually it turned to oh we should do a kink club at some point in time I was like I would really like that I and like the conversation was just there we were drunk and, and so on so I spent some time and this is London so I spent some time, and this is early 2000s, so the internet wasn't as it is today. Things weren't, things weren't being posted as, as much as it is now, so you could still go to various sex shops, go down to Soho, pick up cars, adverts. Like, I've got literally a box full of all of these flyers um, of all of these events. And so we picked a, an event, and... And we were supposed to go to a snag. I borrowed some clothing off of friends. Um, some up at his PVC trousers, a PVC top. Um, and the day came. And it was a Friday. I was sat in like the reception area of, of the halls of residence waiting for, for this guy who was supposed to go with me. Um, he didn't turn up and he practically ghosted me phoned him done all of that stuff i was like okay so i made this decision at that point in time you know what i am going to go ahead with this and all the way i left the building and through my head i was just thinking it's not too late to go back like you know what i have no idea what to expect like i've not done anything like that before and to the underground still same thing like the anxiety was real at that point in time I'm pretty sure there was a bit of adrenaline there as well. I was kind of shaking at that point in time. So I got to the venue, stood outside, and I was a 20-day smoker, so I stood there just smoking. And there was this lovely couple who were there, and they, they could see I was nervous, I was shaking. And the guy came up to me, and he's like, asked if I was okay, and explained you know, the whole situation, what had happened. And we went in. I paid for entrance and this guy bought me a beer. Anyways, it was an SM club in London and that night kind of changed me completely because not only was it an eye-opening experience, but it was like this whole new world that literally just opened up. Like prior to that, I was just living the student life. My friends were all students at that point and told the people I hung around with were students. I was mixing in with adults and there's all this stuff going on and I didn't have to do anything. Like I didn't do anything that, that night. I was just stood there in awe of what I was seeing and just, you could tell I was like a rabbit <laughs> in front of a car. Like my eyes were just, <laughs> my eyes were just like popping out of my head. And, and I cannot tell you was... the mental image I have in my brain right now. <laughs> Like, I was just, like, honestly, it was, 
the most severe night. But that whole community was one of the nicest and kindest communities I'd met who were kind enough to go, okay, you know what, this guy's completely new, let's not feed him to the wolves straight away. And yeah, it was just the kindness of one person who actually bought me a beer and like just to calm my nerves down a bit. And from there, like obviously it was just the downhill spiral of like, oh dear. Um it's gonna be an interesting <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. It came I'm sure you because, <laughs> because for the next what 10 to 15 years prior to my illness, um I was pretty active and yeah, it all had to come to a stop, unfortunately. So I look back and I think, you know what, that was that was a defining moment for me. It also meant I led an amazing life. Like I've done lots of things which I look back on now and I think, you know what, I'm I'm as sick as I am now due to ill health. Not sick as a person in general, but like um <laughs> <laughs> I still managed to live a little bit of a life and managed to do things but it's also made it really difficult because i miss all of that stuff all the time yeah and i can't do it at the moment so that's it's kind of what i think is neat about the connection between all three of our answers is that they're all things that not just bettered our lives, but it's also the thing in our lives that either that led to an isolation of some sort. Or ended in an isolation of some sort. Because when you become a parent, obviously you don't have um, the freedoms or the capabilities that you had beforehand because you have this tiny person with you everywhere you go. And then with Unizum and getting sick and having to change your life that way very suddenly, we all kind of know what that feels like under it all. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of change, but, you know, one day. It is what led us all to meeting, ultimately. Truth. So. Both. I guess I can move on to my question now yes. and keep this flowing. Um, okay, so question one for the mini. What person, either you know them or not, fiction or reality, has been the most influential to you and why? Hmm. Pyro. <laughs> What person has been the most influential to me and why? Yes. Wow. That's no one person, celebrity, cartoon character, there's anything. Just, there's just so many. Um, but right now, specifically right now, um, the past couple of years, I'll, I, I have to say Robin Williams. Okay. Robin Williams and it's just so funny because you know he's a very very 
brilliant comedian and he is just hilarious and a lot of things that he does but then there's that side to him you know like he struggled with mental health and drugs and Mm -hmm. just a lot there's a relatability yes and he he's has said like a lot of profound things and and what people fail to realize is a, a lot of the best comedians are the best comedians because of how broken they are and the tragedies that they've gone through in their life you know yeah absolutely so like a lot of his you words, see things differently yes. when you have to dig for the beautiful in life exactly you know and just reading some of his non-comedy quotes about you know like i can't, can't you know i'm not one to have have it memorized completely but he, he said something along the lines that you know he knows what it's like to feel you know desperate to feel like there's no escape and not wanting others to feel the way that you may feel. So you do what you can to make them smile or laugh or even just for a minute to forget about all the negative things in your life, you know, and that's, really helped push me to do the things that I do like streaming and, you know, just going out of my way to, you know, make sure somebody's okay or having a good day. You know, just try to be a good person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. The zoom. Your turn to zoom. That's an interesting question, but I don't have an answer to because when it comes to influential people, to me, it's I don't I don't look at celebrities like that. I don't look at I don't look at people who make who make movies or films or anything like that because I try not to go too. I try not to go too deep behind the person who's making that kind of particular art form. Like it's for me, I, I want to know. I don't want to know the logic behind anything. So, if it's entertaining at that point in time, now there have been influential people in my life personally who have who've had this profound impact um, over the years. They've been like there have been people in 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 those communities I've been part of who've guided me, who put me on the right path. You know, when we when we talk about um when we talk about like behaviors of, of, of people and and how when I've said to you, you know, what if I did anything like that in my mid twenties, I would have had the ass handed to me, like literally handed mm-hmm. to me. And it's like that. So I wish I could say, you know what, it's Robin Williams or David, uh, David, 
Benedict Cumberbatch or someone like that. I wish I could give you a, a particular person, but I can't because all the BP, whoever I mention, it's going to be like, oh, I have no idea who that person is. But there have been important people who have just guided me along the way, who've taken me in and ultimately show me what it's like to not to be a good decent human being to always listen to people to kind of not take things too seriously like i'm is a reason why i'm so passive and i'm so laid back is because those years in in those communities have just kind of been like look life's too short to hold grudges against people to to um like it's water on the bridge for me anything the only thing that's going to be a complete deal breaker to any friendship is a complete and utter breach of trust the moment i i have a reason to stop trusting you our friendship is pretty much over um because i will only give trust once and if it's a severe breach I I can't do that, but there's no individual person who I can contribute that to. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, for you not having an answer, it was a very involved answer. Yeah. So I'm going to take it. <laughs> um, I mean, and that you know, and that's fine too to have like a large group of people that was overall an influence to you. It was actually a very good answer. It's a very good answer. Um, so I actually have two, um, one being my father, uh, who is my favorite person on the planet. And, uh, we didn't always get along, especially when I was a teenager, we actually pretty much hated each other. Um, but as I got older and started having kids and everything else, him and I got really, really close and I learned exactly how awesome he really is and where that strictness comes from and where his firm hand for raising us came from and it's made me love him that much more um and then my other being george carlin oh such a good good one because he changed my way of thinking in a time that I needed my way of thinking changed is that not everything is how it's told to you. Cause again, bringing, being brought up in that really strict kind of bubble that I was placed in as a child, I was taught to look at it one way and one way only. It was whatever you were told that was fact. And he was the one uh, that had said, you know, you, oh, I don't know the quote exactly. As you tell, you tell a man that there's a giant floating man in the sky with magical powers and they'll believe you, but you tell him that the bench has wet paint and he has to touch it to be sure. That, that is so true. Yeah. And that, that kind of, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. So I've, I've 
read and listened to and watched everything he's ever put out. Such he um, was such an amazing, amazing comedian. And he thinker. was, he was, and the, his loss um, on on this earth, which was quite a time ago now, um, it, it was tragic. It was tragic, but I, I, at least it was. You know, he lived. In it's such life. an yeah. He, he did. He, he didn't die young by any means. No, and he, which he is did. surprising because you know, like in the eighties, he survived <laughs> two heart attacks. Yeah, yeah, he was I, an amazing individual. Really, amen to that. I love. I'm a huge George Carlin fan too. Just putting that yeah. out there. And George Carlin is on my watch list of oh, things to watch because it's. We will. His name has come up before. We're going to start yeah. planning watch parties very, very yeah. soon. And I'm going to see if they have a George Carlin special on that site that we're using otherwise. Um, because I would love to be there the first time the Zoom witnesses him in action. Oh, yeah. It's very... His c comedy is is different. And it's not for everybody. You know? No. Definitely for me. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't be, a, for lack of a better term, a dumbass and try to enjoy, enjoy George Carlin. Um, yeah, his, he will make you think. Yes, and his comedy is very multi-layered. So there's, mm -hmm. there's the funny ha-ha portion of his joke, and then there's, you know, you peel it, and then you start to think about the joke you just told, and it was hilarious, but... Now, All of a sudden, now you're in deep thought for the next yeah, four hours. Yeah, yeah. For four hours, forget it. Like a lifetime, because you'll just keep going back to it, and you'll experience yeah. things in your own life, and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, yeah. And you'll be laughing, but you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. George and you'll be like, "This is what he meant." Like, damn. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that guy. All right, Pyro, you're up. All right, so my first question isn't exactly like a question per se. So somebody hand you a, a device that allows you to go back in time. You can only go back in time, okay? And you have a mission. And, and your mission is, is you have to go back to any point in time to find a younger version of yourself. And it has to be a specific point in time where you get to have a three minute conversation with yourself. And it's either to give yourself some advice, a pep talk to build you up, or to do something differently. Oh, that's a good one. What age, okay, and what would be your reason for going back to that time? And what would you say to a younger version of yourself? Nizum. Yes. For me, it would have to be 12 to 13. I've thought about this so many times. Um, I've got no regrets about my adult life, uh, the decisions I've made. Would I do things differently now? God, no. Um, but 
12, maybe 13 when I was in high school, like the, I had a tough time, like straight from school, it would be going to the mosque. And then I, I'd come home at like eight, eight o'clock because it was literally, we get caught up in, in all the rush hour traffic, going there, coming back, um, come home, struggle to do homework, usually get a bollocking from my parents because like my school report was awful. And what I would go back and say to myself is, you know what, it might be shit now, but things will get better. And not to look at everything like it's glasses half full because for me back then it was such a horrible period um that i was getting it from all over the place and i didn't have people to really talk to in school and you know what i would say things won't always be like this just to No, but it's just a short period in my life. And that would be, it would be like based around that. Like it's not always going to be like this. Things will get better. It's just four years, five years to deal with. And things will lighten up. Next part. Oh. <laughs> Do you think your younger self would listen? You see, at that point in time, I think so, yes, because I said, I was lost. I was completely lost. I had, I had dickhead family members, um, like alcoholics, and you can just imagine where that goes, and I don't want to take it too dark. Um, I was being bullied but not by people in school. Like people in school, I was one of the only, only Asian kids in, in the whole, I was one of like, in my town, I believe I was maybe one, if not two or two, there were only one or two families who were Asian um, in my whole town, in my school. I'm pretty sure I was the only one. Someone else might have come in at some point, but people were always nice to me um, in school anyways. It was the stuff that was going on outside, at home, at the mosque, all of that stuff. And yeah, like I, I, I think so. I think I would have listened. I was, I would have taken stock and gone, you know what? Okay, because things did change. Like you, I've spoken about my college years, um, and things did get better from that point in time. Maybe a bit. But that, that period in school, that was just, yeah. Perfect answer. Yeah. All right, Very lady. much so. I know exactly when it was. Um, mine is when I was 12 as well. It was in the springtime. Um, but it was mid to late spring. So we're, we're beginning of May, mid-May. And... It would be right before I tried to commit suicide. 
And at that point in time, I was having a really rough time uh, as well at home, at school. My dad was gone all the time because he was traveling for work constantly. My mom was an alcoholic and she was having an affair. Um, and it was just an absolute disaster everywhere I looked in my life. And that would have been the point that I went back to and told myself that the world is not as small as you think it is. Like, this isn't going to be your life forever because you can choose to do whatever you want. You only think it's this small because you've been told that it's this small. Um, I wouldn't be maybe as naive as I was at that point in time in my life, and it would have improved things going into high school. I wouldn't have maybe have been as impressionable as I was because it's like letting a kid into a candy store that's never had sugar before. Dangerous. Yeah, you run, a, yeah, you run mm -hmm. around, you want to try everything, and all of a sudden you've done it so much that you end up getting sick. Yeah. Um, and that, that was my teenage years, was just everything in excess all the time. And I um, know that. I know that all too well. Yeah, because you never, at that point in time, when you've grown up that way and your world is that small, you don't know when that door is going to close again. So in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I should live it up now because I don't know how long this is going to last. Not realizing that you're moving into adulthood and it will be whatever the hell you want it to be. Um, so you kind of pile it on quite thick at that point in time. So I think that's, that would be what I would tell myself is just that the world is not as small as you think it will be, whether or not I would have listened. Um, I probably would have listened. The real question in that is, would I have been in the mental state enough to care to take the advice? Um, that's a and very if, good point. And if that's the case, I don't think so. I think it would have... I think what happened to me in my life is exactly what was supposed to happen. Because that is what has brought me here now. Truth. Exactly. And that is a valid point yep. because had things have been different back then. Could you imagine someone being stuck up and having my bitchiness? <laughs> Can we just imagine the nightmare person that would have been? See, that's, that's very valid, valid. And that's the whole, I, I was hoping that you, that one of you guys would say that, you know, because yeah. that's, like you hear people, that's why I ask that question, because you hear people all the time say to themselves, if 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 I could have just could went just back and back, did things differently. Mm -hmm. It's like, you really have to think about that. Like, why would why you? Would like, you know, like, I mean, in certain instances, certain yeah, instances, like, it, yeah. it'd be a valid, you know, reasoning. But in, in the most case, it's just like... In all case, because it's, it's every... It's every individual experience that we've endured because the measure of a person is not behind what they can handle. It's what they've survived. What they survived and, and how you've come back. Yes. Yeah, so where we are now, the people we are now is exactly who we are supposed to be. And 
the smallest thing that we could have changed in our past would have altered that because it would have altered everything else. Hmm. For me, though, I, there's not really like a specific, you know, like I've done plenty of stupid things, but I don't regret the dumb things that I've did. I'd probably still, you know, you know, because it was an experience and, and it was it was fun, you know, so. Yeah. So like any of the really stupid things that like I've done were, you know, they were just stupid, but I, I wouldn't go back and change anything. Um I wouldn't try to change anything, but what I would like to do is if I had the opportunity, I would go to the exact moment after um, I was dragged upstairs to my parents to let them know that my girlfriend was pregnant. Um, my brother dragged me up. He was the first one outside my circle of friends that I told. And finally, like three days later, he's like, you got to tell mom and dad and you got to do it now. And he like dragged me upstairs. And he was just like, Mom, Dad, Pyro has something to tell you. But I used my real name. But <laughs> uh, I, I would have figured. Um, you know, and, you know, I broke down. I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, I'm going to be a dad. My girlfriend <laughs> is pregnant. <laughs> and my mom lost her shit. My dad Yo. lost his shit. They started fighting. And it was it was a whole big thing like a lot of stuff happened like after i told my parents you know met my dad again he his pastime was drinking a beer and watching yeah. soap operas um while my mom was you know going to school working multiple jobs she was non-stop um but basically it was just like my whole family started falling apart you know, like my mom immediately left the house. She went and stayed with my aunt. And it was it was this whole big, thing, whole big thing, you know. So there was a lot of stuff that that happened after that day, you know. And so I'm 17 years old. I'm just a kid. I'm about to be responsible for a human being, like a baby, you know. Mm -hmm. And that alone was a lot of weight on me. And granted, I'm not the only one going through this, my girlfriend at the time, but she was much older than me. She was a few years older than me. She was already a legal adult. Um, you know, her lifestyle was different. The way she was brought up was different. She, you know, her mom did, was very happy and excited. And, you know, so that side of things was much different. And, I, I kind of knew at that moment that like a majority of the responsibilities of all this was, was going to fall on my shoulders just mm -hmm. from my experiences with said individual. And now my family's fallen apart and just, you know, my brother was pissed at me because, you know, it, it was my fault in his mind. And, you know, I would like to go back to myself after that moment and just sit down with me and just, you know, tell myself, don't, you know, don't put all this weight on your shoulders and just know that it may not seem like it right now, but everything's going to be okay. You'll be okay. And, and I, I would tell myself of how proud 
of that that kid I am. Meaning me, not, you know. No, I understand. And, and you know what? You should be proud because you stepped up in a way that very many 17, 18 year olds would not have. Oh, yeah. It was plenty. I wasn't the only one having kids in high school. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I mean, you, you see it all the time. And I have so many female friends who have had children who were at a younger age. Uh, my bestie uh, being one of them, she had her first when she was 17. Um, and it's all the same across the board, just the dad's not there, the dad's not there, the dad's not there. And no, it just... Yeah. No, I couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine not having my kids in my life. I, I don't, that's one of the things I don't understand is how people can make, you know, knowingly know that you have, you you are responsible for bringing a life into this world and you don't want to be a part of that. I, I guess that that disconnect does occur. And now I would like to make it very clear that I know I've experienced it with people on both ends of the scale where dad has said, you know what, I can't do this. I'm out. But I've also witnessed the side of things that the mom has done the same. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so it's not I know male specific. Yeah. But, um, you know. Yeah, so, but that's really funny, too, because I, I did not have a good time coming out to my family um, when I got pregnant. And I was 23, yeah. so I can't even imagine... I was scared. <laughs> I can't even imagine like, the absolute horror that was running through your body. I was, that has, has to be, that was the scariest moment yeah. in my entire life. That yeah, nothing like, compares to that. Yeah. And I know that my mom figured it out herself because she i was a smoker at that time and my sister and my at that time uh boyfriend uh went outside to have a smoke and i stayed inside because a i wasn't smoking um and b i was so nauseous i couldn't stand up and my mom's staring at me and staring at me she's like what's wrong with you i was like i have the flu <laughs> She's like, no one has the flu for three weeks. What's wrong with you? And she totally knew. She didn't want to tell me she knew. She wanted But she knew. Her. She wanted me to tell her. So finally, I just looked at her and I was like, I'm pregnant. And she stopped and she's like, how far? I was like, nine weeks. And she's like, okay. You have to go tell your father. And then she hugged me, which I found was really bizarre. And I'm pretty sure it was because the woman was in shock. And I went to my dad and I told my dad and he was, he asked me what my plan was and if I was okay with it. And when I told him I was going to keep it and raise it and everything else with his father, he said, okay. Now what I didn't know is upon me leaving, my mother cried for three days. Um, <laughs> And then my dad, he called me and my 
boyfriend back to the house a few days later and proceeded to sit us down and rip a strip off both of us um up one side and down the other and then he sat down and this was this was the turning point and i'm going to link this to the beginning where i said my father and i didn't get along we pretty much hated each other um and this was the link that made me view my father as a human being for the first time was that in the middle of screaming at us um he sat down and put his head in his hands and started crying and he said i know it's not you i'm scared she's a good girl i'm just scared and that was a huge turning point for me um and at the same point when my mom finally came around to telling her side of the family uh they disowned me none of them talked to me um my grandfather didn't say a word to me for the last eight years of his life and they pretty much just wrote me off altogether and that was their loss yeah, it wasn't um, it was their loss they never knew any of their grandchildren you know their great nieces and nephews they don't they don't know them um and that is their loss because they are wonderful children yeah and so uh, that's funny too because i had the opposite experience <laughs> well it was my my dad's side of the family at the moment my dad told my grandma she started planning my baby shower he she was so excited um just because we're gonna have another baby now my dad's side of the family is gigantic we are a vast people <laughs> um he he is one of eight children um and all of those children have three kids or more and now all those kids have kids etc cetera, etc cetera. um and we're actually just working on the next generation as i speak so there are so many of us oh, I don't um, know what that's about so for for my grandma to be that genuinely excited over the fact that we were going to have another baby was just amazing to me. So I kind of received both ends, but yeah, it was not received well. So I cannot, I at, thinking about me at 17. No, I, I couldn't do it. I'd be like, no, I'll just run away for a year. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll go and I'll have the baby. And I'll come back and be like, look at this random baby I found. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny for me, though. Like, I was very close to my dad growing up. Like, he was like my best friend. Like, I loved my dad. You know, like. I, had I wasn't close to either of my parents yeah. as a kid. I mean, I was, you know, I, I don't want to say I wasn't close to my mom, but. You know, she was the one that was really the one to take charge of discipline. You know, my dad hit me and my brother like once when we were really little and he cried and never did it again. He oh. yelled, you know, and it wasn't wait till your father gets home. It was wait till your mother gets home, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> now your mom's side, just just out of curiosity, is that? The Italian side? Like, no, let's see. That's no. So I'm I like my mom's side is Irish. You know, my grandma. Oh, okay. Is <laughs> okay. I don't really know my mom's dad, and I and she doesn't really know her dad. 
And there's a joke because my my grandmother got around. And <laughs> so <laughs> my grandma really got around. She did. Um, <laughs> and so my young younger two uncles, one who's who passed away, who was killed in the in the 80s. Um, and my uncle yes. Donnie um, have different has a different dad than every everybody else. And you know he's an Irishman named Donnie. Yes. Yep. That's Donnie. terrifying. That's my <laughs> uncle Donnie. Yep. Okay, so not to cut the conversation short, but in my capacity as a producer, I I must move this along because we're looking at our last 15 minutes uh of the show now. So I just want to briefly touch down on what we are doing next week. Ooh, next week is a good one. Um and kind of uh not really preview, but kind of talk about a little about what kind of episodes we do have coming up. Yes. Uh, in in recent timing. Sorry, I have a teenager who doesn't understand time. Um, so next week, same time, we are looking at episode two. And that one is titled Say It Ain't True, because it probably isn't. And that airs on March the 4th. And in that episode, we are going to uh, focus on the false face of social media and the mask people put on when online um, and get into some personal experiences that yes. we've had uh, encountering people online. Because where we all met on, I'm going to say Xbox because I'm not talking about it in a defamatory way, where we all met on Xbox, we all have vast gaming careers behind us yes um so i've been a part of online communities and gaming communities for the better part of 15 years now as i'm sure it's probably very similar for pyro Nizum. i'm not sure with you Definitely. Um, it was last summer <laughs> it was okay last so Nizum's so. a virgin um <laughs> so this is all th that is going to be awesome for a perspective because where we've been in it yeah. for a decade and a half well, you haven't been so and, you're still kind of learning. Yeah, and don't and don't cut yourself short because there's other other types of communities. Don't forget. Oh, like, absolutely. Like America Online. Um, don't. Yeah, forget. ICQ, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Oh MySpace. my god, MySpace. Yeah. The MySpace face. Yep. Um, <laughs> which no one saw my duck face, which I'm happy about. Um. And we're going to kind of share some of our most memorable moments on social media, things that really stand out, whether it's crazy or funny or just utterly ridiculous. So we're going to we're going to touch down on that, as well as certain kinds of um, bullying that you can encounter, because it seems that with the evolution of technology, the evolution of which people treat each other has really turned and people are getting very conniving and with the ability to hide behind a screen it's also uh, a nothing really holds anyone back people too absolutely and we know uh we have personal experiences individually as well as know people who have gone through experiences that have been extremely unsavory um just because people present in a false way. Yeah. So 
that should be a good one. It's I'm be a uh, really good. One. I'm really excited about that episode. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the fallout involved as well because we've all been a part of online communities that one thing happens and it's a domino, uh, mm -hmm. a domino effect across the board where just communities fall apart. People will stop talking to one another. Online wars are launched. Twitter storms. Um, you know, all that sort of thing and just kind of what that entails. So that should be a really good one. We don't have a guest slotted for next week, but if you would like the potential to be a guest on and I'm all set, please send us an email to and I'm all set at outlook.com um, and we will send you a form that we would like you to fill out to see what you would be best suited for. Or if you have an idea in mind that you would like to hear on the podcast, give us your feedback. Uh, you could find us on social media through And I'm All Set. Um, and I'm All Set Cast, I believe it is yeah, now, is it Twitter. not? Yeah. We had, yeah, on Twitter. So you can find us there. Um, later on, we will post our personal Twitter links in that Discord as well. We were going to have a about us, get to know us section on Twitter before launch, but life happened. There were a bunch of things that shifted in the past week in regards to some career moves in Pyro's life that we've kind of had to yep. curve around some things. So that is still up and coming. We got some fun selfies and blips about ourselves that we're going to put up there, um, yeah. which some, is probably the most long-winded I've been in a long time. Sorry about that. Some very sexy pictures. <laughs> Yeah, the, I have it under well. good authority that Pyro wears a negligee at one point. Oh, yes. And there's a really spiffy bow in a very strategic place. So stay tuned for mm. that. It's like a person um, waiting to be unwrapped. <laughs> <laughs> so Magic. coming up in the next few weeks, we're really excited because we actually have a lot going on. We have a lot planned out. And as we speak, I'm actually working on the end of next month's schedule as well. I already have like the next few episodes planned out as well into April. So uh, surprise, guys, you have homework. That's um, it's good kind of homework, though. <laughs> so episode three, please stand by if you're willing. Um, we're going to go into it's going to feed off of episode two and we're going to go into online relationships. Those messy little things that have come across uh, with the evolution, again, of social media and the internet. And what kind of relationships you can look forward to having online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how they fuck you up. Yep. And, and, um, and there's good sides and then there's There's good side. sides of it, too. We're going to touch down not yep. just on romantic but stuff. It's going to be, you know, friendships or the one that I encounter the most often, I don't know about you guys, but the one I encounter the most often is sexual. Um, Seems about right. So, you know, cyber sex but, but, and that sort of but, sexting movement. Believe it or not, it it, it has happened to me. <laughs> but we'll talk you get that. sent <laughs> random pictures of naked people? Yes, believe it or not, yes. The um, audacity. Oh my <laughs> And that's what we're using um, to record this podcast. <laughs> so by all means, please uh, introduce these people to me. Like, no one ever sends me these pics. Like, uh, but as long as they're well Sometimes the quality as of content isn't, yeah. isn't what you, you would might picture. Trust me. I am a, Which... yeah, a good-looking guy. Yeah. Just that <laughs> and you will get to see that very soon. <laughs> pretty pretty soon we're gonna put out our dating applications for Nazoom. 
Um, there is a disclaimer in it, though, that if you like latex and leather, it is preferred. And a bass boot collection. But we will touch down on that later on because I do not have much time left with this. Just to so. wrap it up, Nazum is not looking for a vanilla bitch. No, he is not. He is absolutely not. Like, you got to come in all 32 flavors for this guy. So. Neapolitano. <laughs> Oh, thank you guys. I love you both. <laughs> oh, we love you too. Love you, Nizum. Um, now, playing off that for episode four, we are talking about let's talk about sex, baby. Ooh. Ooh. Open parentheses. Ooh. What's love got to do with it? End parentheses. <laughs> I love the time. Um, <laughs> and that's basically just a look into sexuality and sex from different perspectives. Um, being that we all have different viewpoints, me being female, uh, Pyro being male, Nizum being whatever creature of habits he is, and kind of a combination of all of the three. Yes, I am pointing you out again, Nizum. Again, leather is preferred. Um, hey, I have no issues. I am proud of who I am. So, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. If you, if you, if you didn't want me to say it, or if you were ashamed of it, wouldn't have said it. I know you well enough to know what your boundaries are. Boundaries are important. So, um, that one, we are actually looking to schedule a guest in. We have a perspective on the line now, who has not gotten back to me yet. I'm grinning. You can't see my grin. It's the annoyed grin. Uh, so, if he could do that as soon as possible. If not, we will announce next week whether or not we need a guest for episode four. And that brings us into the end of the month, which does not have a title yet because my wit only goes so far in a day. Um, and that is basically a look into the media that shaped us, uh, the shows, movies, and video games, and the effect that they had on us, and how we have handled the evolution of technology being children of the 80s. Born in the 80s. Raised in the 90s, just, just yes. to specifically point that out. I'm not that old. Yes, we weren't, like, born in the 70s. Yeah, okay, I can see where that, <laughs> yes. Born in the 80s, raised in the 90s. Um, because we're at a very unique age that we've experienced both ends of the scale. We oh, experience yeah. the explosion of Evolution. the internet. Yep. Um, and then that brings us to April Fool's Day, where you guys will get to witness our first episode of Spit or Swallow. And that should be interesting. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting. I'm so excited because one, it, it it would really be like a night out for me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to make for some good content and conversation. It always is, you know. It absolutely will. And then provided how well that one goes, we may start calling in guests on future episode, providing that you are of legal drinking age in your area and we have gotten to know you first. There are stipulations that go with this one because it is mature audience, um, as is the rest of our programming. This is not intended for young viewers. Nope, which I, I probably should have. Okay, it is explicit yep. content. Yep. Because you never actually know what's going to fly out of our mouths. We were tame on this episode because it is our introduction, but hold on to your butts. And once the alcohol starts being slung... Then really hold on to your butts. So, the colorful language. <laughs> the colorful <laughs> language and the content and the stories is a lot to uh, 
tune in for. That's me on a normal night, though. Right. That's all. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much all it's on a normal night. That's oh. true. That's true. Being drunk is going to be that much more graphic, I am sure. Oh, yeah. So we'll, there'll be lots of laughing. I know that much because it, it always is the case. All right, Pyro, you want to take us out? All right. So that is going to conclude today's episode of this podcast. I would like to thank Minnie for putting all of this together. You know, it, we, me and Nizum have done a little bit of stuff, but I, again, I have to point out that Minnie has definitely taken on a large percentage of the work. So thank you, Minnie, for everything that you did leading us here today. Well, thank you as well, both of you. Yep. Thank you, Minnie. And Nizum, thank you for, for being you. And yes, never friend. change. You know, for the love definitely. of God, never change. <laughs> but that is. Oh wait, go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. I love you. No, no, no. I said just say I plan not to. I apologize. Because <laughs> right. see. see, this is this is who we are as friends. You know, <laughs> we're very receptive of each other's feelings. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's you should see us be... play Fortnite. It's oh, amazing. <laughs> Take this gun. No, you take it. You take it. I already have a gun. It's yours. (laughs) But this is a better one. But that will be it for us tonight. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us and our awkwardness and our weirdness. And there's going to be plenty more. But yes, please listen. Please subscribe. Please keep checking back. Please tell your friends about us. You know, share it where you find it. Help if us there's grow. a sub button, click that sub button. Yes. Yeah, if there's, if a, there's a comment button, section. Yeah, comment. Definitely. Even if it's to tell us that we suck. I don't yes, care. I got big shoulders. Fine. I can take it. Tell us how tell bad us. we are. Yeah. Please. I, I mean, beg of you. We can't fix things if we don't know what's broken. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for giving us your ears for the past two hours. This is Pyro and Minnie. And Minnie. And and we're all set here on the And I'm All Set podcast. Thank you and have a good night.